Good morning, eight minutes to nine. It's Money Talk uh, with James Ross. Time for our view from Australia. I'm very be- pleased to be joined on the line from Sydney by Katrina L, Senior Economist at Moody's Analytics. Uh, good morning, Katrina. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Nice to have you on as ever. And I guess it's a, a bright winter's day, is it, in uh, in Sydney? It is, but it's nice and warm today, which is nice. So we're we're, we're out of the, the worst of the cold weather, which is uh, well overdue, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, data is what's uh, driving us at the moment. We've been hearing about the US inflation data uh, overnight and um, throwing forward to some of the, the data that's due out uh, in Oz next week's uh, labour market data due, I think, first of all. Are you ex- what are you expecting there, Katrina? Well, we're, we're really looking forward to this labour market data. And I think the Reserve Bank of Australia is is really looking forward to it as well, because it's such a, a key piece into what's going to direct the future path of monetary policy in Australia. And if we will, in fact, see more rate hikes. So we're looking for the, the labour market data to show that the unemployment rate actually ticked up to 3.7% in July. So it's a little bit higher than the 3.5% that we saw in June. And, and what it's going to show is that the, this extremely tight labour market that Australia has been dealing with, um, you know, since the pandemic is really starting to ease now. We're seeing jobs growth slowing, unemployment starting to rise, and in coming months, we should see wage growth as well start to cool. And I think, you know, the RBA is really craving for that trend to, to be more entrenched, to right, try and really cool those underlying inflation pressures in the economy that are just running too hot. So you're expecting it to go up slightly, but just less fast is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that that's a good thing, right? Because I think, you know, the the RBA, certainly with their monetary tightening schedule, doesn't want to um, drive of a recession. They're wanting to see uh, labour market and more broadly uh, domestic demand in the economy cool uh, slowly. And so if they can do that, then it means that these higher rates that we're experiencing will cool um, underlying inflation pressures in the economy, but they won't lead to a, a sharp deterioration. And I think that's really important. And and the labour market is, is such an important firewall at the moment. If it continues to cool households, you know, they might be experiencing slower wage growth, but if they still have jobs, that's a good thing. Whereas if we see this labour market deteriorate more rapidly, we see more aggressive job shedding than what we're expecting, then we, you know, we will see the Australian economy go down a a much darker path. And it really does increase the the odds that a recession will actually come to pass here. But that's certainly not our baseline scenario. Now, we've not not got another uh, Fed meeting about uh, interest rates uh, directly for another six weeks or so, as we were hearing earlier on the programme. What about the RBA though, what's uh, the outlook there? Do you think, Katrina? What are, what are they likely to do? So that, that's really the, the million dollar question that I think everyone is is asking at the moment. If and if anyone tells you that they know for sure what the RBA is going to do, um, you definitely shouldn't believe them. But I <laughs> well, think well, they've the, surprised us before, the, haven't the, they? They have exactly right. So I think, you know, the the most likely situation is that they won't need to go further. The significant amount of 400 basis points worth of rate hikes that they've already delivered into the economy should be enough to to cool things. Um, But of course, what they're doing is keeping the door open to a possible September hike, um, just in case the the labour market 
market data or the, the monthly inflation data that we'll also be getting doesn't cool as as quickly or as as nicely as the, as what they'd expect. So just to make sure that um, you know the economy is really cooling as they'd like it to, because the worst thing they could do is end their tightening cycle too soon, and then we never actually get inflation back to that desired two to three percent target band. Uh, we talked about how long uh, interest rates going to stay high again earlier uh, in the program. Um, you know, I guess the the biggest problem uh, for consumers is mortgages when interest rates are so high. Is there any chance of any relief anytime soon, do you think, for those mortgage holders? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think um, why mortgage holders are, are really craving uh those rates to come down is because we have such a high proportion of residential mortgage holders in Australia that are actually on flexible mortgage rates. So about 70% of those with a mortgage are actually on flexible rates. So that means that pretty much as soon as the RBA is delivering that 25 basis point or earlier when they were delivering those 50 basis point hikes, it actually meant that they were pretty quickly, you know, experiencing those rate hikes. There wasn't really much of a lag. And so what what we're expecting is that we're not actually going to see rate cuts come into the picture until at least mid-2024 because, you know, the RBA really wants to make sure that um, inflation is really where it needs to be and it's going to be on that entrenched cooling trend before they even consider rate cuts. And, you know, if they do consider rate cuts and actually deliver them too soon, then it might mean that they have to kind of whipsaw back and then deliver more cuts, sorry, deliver more hikes, which would just be a disaster, a massive policy mistake. So I think they're going to continue to tread carefully. And unfortunately, it means that rates in Australia are going to remain at these high restrictive levels for for quite some time. Just quickly before we go um, on China, uh, China's lifting restrictions mm-hmm. on group tours to the US, Japan, South Korea, the UK, Germany and Australia. I guess that's good news for uh, tourism in Australia. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic news. I mean, prior to the pandemic, China was such an important source of international arrivals into Australia. Um, per capita, they're amongst the highest spenders when they do visit our shores. So it's it's fantastic news that we are seeing that, you know, increasingly important income stream return to Australia. But it's also good news globally as well, because it means, um, you know, service exports really took a significant hit. Uh, obviously during the pandemic due to these movement controls. But now that we've got, you know, international um, arrivals kind of returning back to pre-pandemic levels, then it just means that we're going to continue to see that lift to retail trade here and also overseas. Well, Katrina L is Senior Economist at Moody's Analytics. Uh, Katrina, thanks as ever uh, for joining us on a Friday with your